Buenos dias. Welcome to Daily Devotions. I am your host, Pastor Jesse, El Padre, whatever you want to call me. Today we are going to be in Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 20. 1 through 20. Today we're going to be talking about what makes a person clean or unclean. And so, uh, if you haven't read it already, please go ahead and do so. Uh, if you didn't know why we do these videos, we do this because we want to grow mature disciples. Uh, and we know and recognize that in the same way, if you want your kids to grow, you have to feed them. I have six kids. We feed all of them. Uh, in fact, our youngest is turning into a giant because he's either overly fed or I don't know, we have magic juice magic Jesus juice, uh, makes him, he's like four months old and he's 16 pounds. He's, he's a giant. But anyway, uh, the reason we do this is because we want to see disciples reach maturity. We, we, we feel like everybody needs to be growing. Uh, we want to challenge you guys to pray, spend time with the Lord. Uh, that's going to provide nourishment, but so does the word of God uh, even the the very terrible English translation of it, uh, it is super important. Every word is inspired in the original version. We want you to grow. We want you to nourish your soul. If you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, uh, if, if you have crazy things in your life going on, just know that in here, God has provided so much for you. Uh, the treatment is right here. It's Jesus. The treatment is in his words and in obeying his commands. I believe that everything you need is right in here. Uh, on top of that, so um, let's let's jump into here. Um, what makes a man unclean? Now let's uh, let's just start here. When we start uh, reading in verse one, then Jesus was approached by Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem who asked. Why do your disciples break from the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. Now, there's a little thingy that says J. And if you go down to the thing, mine says the literal translation is eat bread. Uh, they don't wash their hands when they're eating bread or eating a meal. So the, the disciples apparently are eating in public and they didn't wash their hands first. Um, now, with the pandemic and everything going on, there are a lot of people that um, get very upset if you choose to not wash your hands before you eat, before you even touch your face. If you go into public, wash your hands, sanitize every little thing. Now, is it bad to wash your hands? No. Is it bad to sanitize your hands? Not at all. Um, did God say to do it? Also, no. Uh this is called a tradition from the elders. Uh, this was something that was handed down. This They would say, uh, there's so there's like what's called the oral Torah. And in the oral Torah is this instruction that before you can ever eat, you must wash your hands. And so is that a bad piece of advice? Not at all, that, that's fine. Um, in fact, you know, I wash my hands before I eat. 
if you work in agriculture, if, if you work in landscaping, like there's lots of things that you can do. If you're a mechanic, you don't want to come to the dinner table with all kinds of nastiness and then get like an infection because you didn't wash your hands. Like that's just good parental wisdom. But uh, when your parental wisdom trumps the things that God has actually said, this is when the problem comes. Uh, eating food without washing your hands is not going to send you to hell, which is Jesus' point. He answered them, why do you break God's commandment because of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and whoever speaks evil of his mother or father will be put to death. But you say, whoever tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is a gift committed to the temple. He does not have to honor his father. In this way, you have nullified the word of God because of your tradition. Hypocrites, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, this people honors me with their lips and their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines, human commands. These are people who say that their oral Torah, which, you know, some of them claim Moses passed down. Uh, you know, I could say that this, this book by Mr. France, uh, this is a good book. I highly recommend it. But this is just a commentary. This commentary is not inspired. Although what it contains is, is a discussion about that which is inspired. The oral Torah is very much the same way. It's it's just things that uh, their, their rabbis taught over the years. Uh, and, you know, if Moses did say any of it, some of it I'm sure would be fine to hear. Uh, but when you're saying that this... This is the inspired word of God. That's the problem, right? Because then I'm, I'm obeying France uh, as a priority or I'm elevating him equally to or over what is inspired, which is bad. That's not a good thing. Uh, you could say that that is heresy. Um, so Jesus responds to them by saying that you have these commands, you have these things that you're passing down. These, these aren't awful commands necessarily, but you're honoring me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. So here we see Jesus is saying that your heart, the condition of your heart, it matters. It matters a lot that what you say only goes so far. You can talk a good game. There's a lot of people that act super religious. They, you know, they act like Christians. They talk a good talk. They know the Bible. They quote scriptures. But their hearts are far from God. Summoning the crowd, Jesus, he, he told them, listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth this defiles a person. Then the disciples came up and told him, do you know the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He replied, every plant that my heavenly father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind guide the blind, both will fall into a pit. Then Peter said, explain this to us. And Jesus said, do you still lack understanding? Don't you realize that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? He said, 
limited, pooped, he pooped. But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart and defiles a person. From the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, slander. These are the things that defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person. What comes out of your heart, which includes the things that you say, that is what defiles you. So if these are the, the things, this is what's interesting there. I've heard a lot of different people say that Jesus never condemned um, homosexual acts. Uh, not the attraction necessarily. Like sexual immorality would be... Um, Right, adultery is the lust of of a person. Uh, you know, Jesus says that in Matthew chapter five. We all would agree, coveting somebody who isn't yours, regardless of their gender, would be a sin. That would be adultery. Um, that would also be coveting. Um, in this particular case, sexual immorality is talking about sexual acts, actual behavior that comes that that you're doing that includes. That there is anything outside of a man and a wife's marriage. Now, uh, what's interesting is that he says both adultery and sexual immorality. Uh, now, he's not talking about the temptation to want to do those things. Um, you know, when you have these ideas like, oh, I should go steal something today or I should murder that person because they made me angry. Oh, that Democrat. Oh, that Republican. Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, Biden. Uh, we should murder one of them. Like those thoughts, when they come out of our heart, that is stuff that defiles us. What's interesting is that Jesus says that like when, when this stuff Festers when we in the Sermon on the Mount, right? Like he's talking about like when when we want to do it in our heart, that's when we sin. That's the stuff that defiles us. Now, when you, the idea just pops in your head, hey, you should do that. That's called a temptation, and then you say no in Jesus' name, go away, and the thoughts will leave you, the temptation goes away, we resist the devil in that way. Uh, but I do want to point out some, some things. Slander is what it is when we pretend like we're the devil and we start accusing people. Now keep in mind, um, if if you have like a pastor who is sleeping with uh, a child, for example, who's he's not married to this person. Um, he's committing sexual immorality. Um, and you say, hey, you need to repent. Not only that, which would include stopping doing what you're doing, but you need to resign. Um, that is not slander. However, um, you know, calling them to repentance is the part that's important. You know, like calling them because your heart is to restore them. Uh, maybe not necessarily to full-time ministry, but, you know, whatever. Like your heart is to get them into a place to where they're right with God. What Jesus is saying here is that slander, 
uh, defiles us, but slander's intention is not to get you right with God. Slander's intention is to destroy you. And there are a lot of people that run around slandering people that they've never met because they don't like their political ideologies. This uh, includes false testimonies. When you lie on the stand, that's what this is talking about. Like you, you, you know, you go to court and you give a false testimony. Oh yeah, they, they, they did that. Uh, I just was reading, there was an article, I think that came out yesterday about this lady who served a life sentence, uh, like this crazy amount of time, and that through DNA testing, they found out she didn't actually do it. And what happened? The reason she was convicted in the first place was because somebody gave a false testimony. Uh, there was a guy on America's Got Talent last year who uh, he spent like a ton of time in, in prison. Um, and the reasoning was because somebody gave a false testimony. I, I was just listening even to this guy that was doing a... He, he's working with a lawyer now, traveling all around the country, advocating for actual justice, right? Like, if somebody commits a crime and they're guilty, they, they should be absolutely punished. I get that. Uh, but we all would say that somebody who didn't do anything wrong should not be going to jail for somebody who did. Um... False testimonies convict a ton of people. Uh, if you're watching this and, and maybe you're like a prosecutor, like don't be mixing false testimonies. Don't like force people to admit to something that they didn't do. Go for actual justice. All right. Out of the heart comes these things. The question that we have to ask ourselves, the question that we need to wrestle with from the Lord is what is in my heart? In this particular case, Jesus is pointing out that what's in the Pharisee's heart, the desire to always like trap people you know, they're, they're worried about these man-made traditions. Um, their hearts are far from God. And I wonder, is your heart far from God? Let's pray. Lord, we, we come before you. Humbly. And we just say, for some of us, we we have hard hearts. Some of us, there's a lot of stuff that defiles us. Our, our hearts are unclean. Jesus, please forgive us. Lord, some of us have lust in our hearts. Some of us have theft in our hearts. Some of us, Lord, have slander in our hearts. Some of us, Lord, some of us have murder in our hearts. Lord, forgive us of those things. Maybe some of us even have like adultery or, or sexual immorality in our heart. Lord, forgive us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9 that... Hey, hey, what do you know? I just kind of like oh, happened to flip right to it one page off. 
I'll just read it to you. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we ask the Lord to forgive us for the things that defile our hearts, we can know his blood cleanses us and that we're forgiven. Now, the actual part of repentance that needs to take place still is the going and turning from those things. We need to go repent of those things, repent of the things that defile our hearts. We need to apologize for the nasty, slanderous comments that we put on Facebook towards political parties that we don't like. Oops. <laughs> when, uh, when the disciples are like, Jesus, they were offended by this. And Jesus is like, yep, their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are far from God. Uh, thank you so much for joining today's video. We ask that you would subscribe to the channel, click the little bell. If you haven't already, please please do so. That way you can be notified whenever our new videos come available each and every day. Also, um, if you can, please share these videos, help us get the words out. Uh, we wanna see as many people grow into maturity as possible. And finally, if you haven't seen it, in the description, there is a link if you could go and help us out, help us keep these videos going, uh, help us so that we can continue doing the ministry that we're doing. Uh, and so blessings upon your life. We love you so much. We will see you tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scout.